Hello from Toronto and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Ipsasby Meeting Highlights Audio Podcast. This podcast will cover some of the agenda items discussed at the Ipsasby's recent meeting, which took place from September the 19th to September the 22nd at Ipsasby's home base in Toronto. I'm John Stanford, Technical Director of the Ipsasby. Joining me is Ipsasby Chair Ian Carruthers, along with Ipsasby Deputy Director Ross Smith, and staff members Paul Mason, Joe Spencer and Schwal von Seker. Welcome to all of you. Ian, please could you give us a high-level overview of the Ipsasby meeting that has just finished? Thank you, John. I think this has been a very important and productive meeting. In particular, uh, we've approved an exposure draft of social benefits and we've approved the final version of the updated cash basis Ipsos. Both are important documents from our constituents' point of view. Also, uh, we've made considerable progress, I think, on the leases project, even although uh, approval for the document will probably move to December. Certainly, we've got clarity on a number of key issues, uh, which is important because this is we're breaking new ground here in terms of the approach to lessor accounting. Importantly, we've had a board discussion around the first draft document of our next strategy and work plan for the period 2019 through to 2023. And we've had the opportunity to discuss the overall shape of the documents as well as some of the more specific proposals in terms of projects uh, that we will propose to constituents. And Ross will talk more about the process on that. We also had a very good discussion about strategic direction uh, on three projects, the measurement project and how that links to the way in which we will go forward with both heritage and infrastructure. And in that case, I think we've given staff good direction in terms of the development of what we might call a hybrid between a consultation paper and an exposure draft with detailed proposals on uh, measurements in the form of an exposure draft but wrapped around uh, with a consultation paper format. So we're going to develop that further in December but that's the first time we've taken that approach. Uh, We've also uh, given some uh, initial thought to then how we would take heritage and infrastructure forward and we're looking at the moment at a model whereby in both cases we will probably look at application guidance rather than necessarily separate standards in those those areas, although those that approach will be tested as we develop an outline of that CPED hybrid on measurement and discuss that in the December meeting and then we'll use that outline to test uh, whether our thoughts on proposals on moving forward on those two other pro- projects are likely to work. So I think you know a good meeting in terms of both approval of documents going forwards and setting ourselves up in a place where we can approve leases and the strategy and work plan in December and then moving forward with measurement and infrastructure as well. Thank you, Ian. Ian mentioned the progress that the board's made on the strategy and work plan consultation paper. As Ian indicated, Ross will now tell us a little bit more about developments. Thanks, John. For those interested, the draft strategy document is available on the Ipsasby webpage under the meeting section. 
This was the first look of this strategy document by the board. However, the development of this document goes back many months now, starting with discussions with the Public Interest Committee, our oversight board, discussions with our consultative advisory group, as well as discussions with stakeholders through our Public Sector Standard Setters Forum in July. Uh, the document itself proposes the future strategic objective for the board, which is a refinement of the current strategic objective. It as well sets out priorities and proposed projects for the future work plan. Stay tuned for further information on the strategy consultation at the December meeting, as well as further information on potential regional roundtables being planned to gather input formally into the strategy and work plan. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. That's very good news. Paul, social benefits is one of the most high-profile Ipsasby projects aimed at filling the biggest remaining gap in Ipsasby's literature. Can you build on what Ian has already told us? Thanks, John. At this meeting, the Ipsasby approved exposure draft, ED 63, social benefits, which is very good news. Social benefits is of significant interest to many of our stakeholders and they are very keen to see the Ipsasby make progress on this issue. The publication of the ED is a major step on the way to having a standard on social benefits. The most controversial issue in the social benefits project has been deciding the point at which a liability for a social benefit should be recognised. ED 63 proposes a single recognition point, that a liability and an expense are recognised when all eligibility criteria for the next benefit, including being alive, have been satisfied. In coming to this decision, the Ipsasby recognised that there are different views regarding when to recognise a liability for a social benefit. The single recognition point has been proposed as a way of seeking feedback from constituents, an approach that was agreed at the June 2017 meeting. Three members did not agree with the decision to propose a single recognition point. These members will be providing an alternative view that sets out the case for a standard that includes additional recognition points. Different social benefits would be recognised at different points depending on the economic nature of those social benefits. The main issue that was resolved at this meeting was the disclosure requirements. The Ipsasby agreed to require entities to disclose information about projected future cash flows for the next five years. This is intended to provide users with information about future cash flows without imposing a significant burden on preparers. The Ipsasby considered that this disclosure requirement would be consistent with the approach to recognition adopted in ED63 and address the cost-benefit balance. The Ipsasby also acknowledged the importance of fiscal sustainability reporting in the context of social benefits. Recommended Practice Guideline 1, RPG 1, currently provides non-mandatory guidance on such reports. However, the Ipsasby considers that fiscal sustainability information is vital in assessing social benefit schemes. The Ipsasby will be seeking constituents' views on this as part of its consultation on ED63. Following the meeting, staff will be working to finalise ED63 and supporting material such as the at-a-glance document. We expect to publish ED63 at the end of October. The closing date for responses will be March 31st, 2018. Thank you, Paul. So, a lot to look forward to following that approval. 
The cash basis Ipsas is an important part of the Ipsasby's literature dealing with the cash basis of financial reporting. Joe, please tell us about the amendments to the cash basis Ipsas that the Ipsasby discussed and approved at this meeting. John, I'm pleased to report that the limited scope amendments to the cash basis Ipsas, which were exposed in ED61, have been approved by the Board. The amendments recast the previous mandatory requirements to prepare consolidated financial statements and to close information about external assistance, other assistance and payments made by third parties as encouragements and are therefore voluntary. These amendments are aimed at easing the adoption and implementation of the cash basis IPSAS for those jurisdictions that wish to apply it. The application date of the revised cash basis IPSAS is 1 January 2019 and early adoption is encouraged. Thank you, Joe, and thank you to all who responded to ED61, which proposed these changes. I'd also like to add that the IPSASB sees the cash basis of accounting and adoption of the cash basis IPSAS as a stepping stone en route to accrual accounting rather than the end of the journey. Let's now turn to leases. Joao, can you tell us about some of the progress made at this meeting and the high-level challenges? Thanks, John. Yes, uh, the leases project has been a very challenging project. The PSASB has decided to adopt a right-of-use model for lessors instead of adopting the FRS 16 model based on risks and rewards. As a consequence, the first challenge was related to the underlying asset in uh, lessor accounting. At the March 2017 meeting, the IPSASB decided to adopt a control-based approach to the underlying asset and rejected the approach to derecognize portions of rights of the underlying asset. The second challenge was related to the credit entry in lessor accounting. At the June 2017 meeting, the IPSASB decided to recognize the credit entry as a liability and earned revenue for consistency with IPSAS 32 service concession arrangements, grantor, and IPSAS 9 revenue from exchange transactions. At this meeting, the IPSASB faced another challenge related with leases at below market terms for uh, lessors, the so-called concessionary leases. Part of that challenge is related with the recognition of the non-exchange component in a concessionary lease in lessor's accounts. After some discussion on this issue, the IPSASB directed staff to develop an exposure draft with three options in order to have a full picture of what each option implies. Therefore, the approval of the exposure draft on leases was postponed to December 2017. Thanks, Schwab. Ian, any final thoughts as we look forward to the final quarter of 2017? Thanks, John. Yes, I think we've had a good year thus far in 2017, very productive, certainly quite a lot for our constituents to feed into us on. And and I think going forwards to December, the strategy and work plan debate will be of particular interest to constituents. So we're hoping that we'll get to a final version of that document in December, which will allow for that to be out during the first half of 2018. I think I'm certainly very pleased with the debate that we had on social benefits. And what certainly came through from that was actually there are a number of things in the strategy and work plan which will play in with the eventual solution that we adopt on social benefits. So I think that, you know, getting that right 
for December will be important, uh, as will hopefully uh, approval of leases in December, and then testing the concept around this, how we go forwards on measurement linked to infrastructure assets. So I think we've set ourselves up well for that uh, meeting in December, and I look forward to a very productive meeting. Thank you, Ian. And just to remind listeners of Ipsasby's intention to issue a consultation paper on its strategy and work plan in January 2018, as Ross has indicated. Also, please look out for ED63 Social Benefits, which will be issued in late October, together with the At a Glance Summary. There will also be a webinar on ED63. We've almost reached the end of this latest Ipsasby Audio podcast. Thanks to all who have joined us today and to you, our listeners. The next Ipsasby meeting will be from December the 5th to December the 8th in Toronto. Meetings of the Ipsasby are open and members of the public may register as observers. More information is available on the Ipsasby website, www.ipsasb.org. The meeting of the Ipsasby will be preceded by a meeting of Ipsasby's Consultative Advisory Group, the CAG, on December the 4th. That is also open to the public. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meetings section of the Ipsasby website, and listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. Listeners can also follow us on Twitter at IPSASB underscore news. Thank you for listening and join us again in December.